DJ and PK, time to talk jazz basketball with Aaron Falk from UtahJazz.com. He's on the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Aaron, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. The bubble. Have you got your routine down? Is that no longer a story? Can you just move on to the basketball now? you got basketball going on, and that's enough to get you through the day. All's good or no? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the routine settles in sort of like a, a normal road trip after a while. I mean, it's, it's busy, but you have sort of uh, a set, you know, every morning, here's, here's breakfast, here's testing, here's practice, um, you know, dinner and, and, and a workout or somewhere in there. And then you're, you are in your game day routine of shoot-arounds or walkthroughs, um, you know, buses to the arena, they have the hustle and bustle of the game and, and then all of the uh, activity you have to do, you know, post game to, to write and, and get everything done. So, yeah, I think everybody's sort of sort of finding a groove right now. And now the games um, are going to matter this week. Like it's you, you kind of feel a, a change. So the Jazz didn't hire you to be a beat guy, per se, in the way we know who those of us and you and I have worked at newspapers, as we define it, DJ knows it for sure, and most of our listeners, for that matter, understand what the term beat writer is, right? And that wasn't, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that wasn't the point of bringing you on to be a beat writer for the team. But how has that job changed for you as far as what you're able to do down there? Yeah, I mean it's um, it's it's just it's very different. Yeah, my my job is you know in terms of writing features and and other things um, for UtahJazz.com. Um, but yeah, down down here it's sort of a, a one man band in terms of um, content production. I'm you know running cameras. I'm uh, trying to you know get all get all these photographs in videos in for for everybody that we can share on our social channels etc um and you know you get some um kind of in, interesting you know behind the scenes looks at what guys are doing and and how they are um you know spending their time and coping and, and their personalities that you know you see you see on the road or you see you know with in, in the interactions you have um at home but certainly it's uh it's, it's definitely a a more personal thing here just because everybody knows they're all in a in, in it together and in this sort of weird situation together. So looking at the shots we see of uh, guys celebrating on the, the sideline, right? Tony Bradley made a three and Donovan Mitchell went nuts and the cameras caught it. And mm-hmm. the, the whole bench went crazy when the Jazz got, I think it was Justin Wright Foreman scored with 10 or 15 seconds or something left to kind of ice the game so they were going to win and the whole place went nuts and then in the post game the little glimpse we get Rudy's sitting there and by the way you got to tell somebody man the audio was brutal there was way too much background noise you could barely hear Rudy what we heard though was some of his jazz teammates apparently Joe Ingles leading the way coming in and just going nuts and screaming and hollering and laughing their heads off and, and mugging for the cameras are guys in that good a mood all the time? You're behind and behind. You're around them behind the scenes a little bit. Is the mood that upbeat? Because the little glimpses we see looks way upbeat. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think it's it's like anything in life. There are going to be ups and downs. There are going to be mornings when when you wake up and and you look back out at the uh, at the man made lake here and you go, wow, this is you know we're we're still stuck here for another day or whatever. But um, on the whole, I mean, these guys are are excited to be back together, back playing. Um, 
playing well in, in these scrimmages so far. And, uh, and then I guess the, the other thing is, like, I think they, they know that it's on them, it's on, it's on the bench, it's on whoever to manufacture this energy that you might get from, from a crowd or just, just sort of that, that normal hype you have going into a playoff game. And these guys are competitive, sure, and they're going to want to win, even if it's um, dead silent in there. But they know that, that they're the ones creating that energy right now. So the reason why I asked about what I did as far as your role, because the rest of us are just getting these Zoom deals, and I don't know if you're getting any one-on-ones and how that works, because I'm really intrigued to see if you found out any information. Do you think Donovan has raised his level of awareness as far as finding Rudy, and we understand the spat, but from here, watching on television without having any background, it looks like... Donovan is making a conscious effort to pass the ball to Rudy Moore. Yeah, I think um, you know, in terms of of the one on ones, there there really aren't all that many. It's um, still kind of the the standard thing that you'd be used to. There are some ESPN one on ones, some you know, kind of high profile uh, network one on ones that that occur. But the the setup is still you know masked six feet people are trying to keep distance there there's media in um in the bubble and they are sometimes live you know sitting next to the uh the zoom setup so they're they're talking to these guys but um to to the other question yeah i I think i think certainly both of these guys have have acknowledged that that there were some tensions there and um you know maybe even before their their diagnoses and um, you know, to, to read Rudy's reaction in, in the ESPN piece that came out just before we got to Orlando, um, really self-aware, I thought, really, uh, you know, honest and, and um, you know, admitting some, some wrongdoing and, and showing a lot of maturity. And I think Donovan doing the exact same thing on the court. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's beneficial to both of them, to their games on the court and to what they want to accomplish. And, Sometimes, yeah, you you have to uh, maybe put in a little extra effort, and you see that it's actually paying off. Seems like whatever extra effort Mike Conley put in during the uh, four month shutdown is paying off because he seems to have picked up right where he left off, and he left off playing his best basketball over the, the last twelve to thirteen games. He looked really comfortable shooting it early in the game. Yeah, I, I I think so, and I think you know maybe that's honestly one of the advantages of. Of Mike's one of the few guys as much as much money as as these guys have and and you know as well off as they are are very few of them have gyms in their homes or were even in their homes during the, these you know this four month hiatus. Um, Mike is fortunate enough to to have one of those and to have equipment and, and he was you know working out every day in, in a situ in an environment that was unlike a lot of other people. I mean, you talk about like Joe Ingles, I'm sure he's mentioned it on, on his show on the station, but you know, it wasn't until he got a, uh, a hoop set up in the backyard that he was shooting basketball again, you know, so it was, it was some time. With that in mind here, as we look at this team going forward, I'm wondering if you feel a sense of being around these guys, been able to feel a sense of, we get that most folks are counting us out because Bogdanovich isn't going to be here. So have you been able to sense a little bit of uh, we're looking to show you just how good we are even without one of our better players? 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I mean, the other Mike Conley factor is that Mike Conley's been very good for a very long time. And so, you know, I think he's he was finding his role before, before the shutdown, and, and he came into this saying, I know exactly what my role is now. Um, and, you know, Jordan Clarkson is happy to have the ball in his hands a little more. And Donovan is, is already at a, at a high level coming back into this. So um, they've, they've all said, you know, I think even publicly that, yeah, they've, they've got a little bit of a, of an underdog mentality that, that people are kind of now you see ESPN power rankings already where the Dallas Mavericks are, are ahead of the Utah jazz and uh, so on and so forth. Yeah. I think these guys have something that they want to prove. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, SI power rankings right now, and it, it really isn't any different. The Jazz have been dropped to the seventh best team in the West, the twelfth best team in the league. It seems like that Bogdanovich loss that it's uh, it's easy to drop them after that because there wasn't that much separation between three through six, and maybe even the Mavericks at seven before. So with Bogdanovich, it just seems like it's an automatic now. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, that's it's not to discount what what Boyan does. He's He's an incredible player, and, and uh, you're going to miss you're going to miss 20 points a night from from a guy like that, of course. But you know there is there is a, still a wealth of talent, particularly in in the top um, six on the team, and and then you know the other factor I would count in any playoffs uh, series is is just the preparation and the game planning of Quinn Snyder um, is an advantage over. Uh, many, if not nearly every single coach in the league. So I'm going to have two remaining penetrating and probing questions. And the first one is, do you know why Conley decided to get a haircut? (laughs) Uh, I believe he said, and, you know, this is going to be a letdown, it was just too damn hot. (laughs) Um, So, you know, a very practical decision, which I think we've all had to make over the last four months a lot more practical decisions all right well that leads to the obvious question how hot is it i mean we hear about florida heat and humidity in the summer but i haven't spent much time in florida how bad is it it is um it's tough i mean i you know good good on all these people but you uh i i think once you enter florida you start sweating and you are not allowed to stop sweating until you leave i mean it's it's uh the air is thick. Um, it is n- always 90 degrees. I think it doesn't matter if it's 2 a.m., 4 a.m., 4 p.m., whether it's raining, whether the sun's out. It is 90 degrees, 90% humidity. Uh, it's tough. But, you know, and then you, you go inside and you're, you're in, I don't know, I, I, just, I just feel wet all of the time. <laughs> Yeah, I think that you could say that all along the whole east, though. I mean, Florida's a little bit warmer, I'll grant you that. I've been there in the summer, but I grew up in New Jersey, and and it's just it's it's nothing like we have here. It really is. Yeah. I mean, the, the I, I miss the desert, guys. Yeah, the stickiness is just off the charts, and until you experience it day in and day out, it's it's hard to hard to relate to because we just don't have it out out here, and there's a lot of a lot of good things going on with the weather compared to there. Now, my second penetrating and probing question is, and I'm hoping that you will provide the correct answer, at least the correct answer that I want to hear, is that we've seen these coaches under these circumstances not wear these fancy suits, which I've always been boggled by, and I want them to continue to wear what they're wearing during the games. Can you provide us with that answer? Um, 
for for the remainder of, of the time here, I think you're gonna you're going to see uh, you know the the polo and Lululemon pants combination from from the Jazz staff. I think this is a, a decision that this is going to be you know it feels a little different, um, and I don't know that you're gonna we're gonna break out the uh, the five thousand dollar suits anytime soon. Hallelujah! It's a basketball game, man. That's what I always thought they should be wearing. I know. I mean, you know, the other the other alternative is we go full baseball, and, and you know, we're all in uh, in jerseys no. and in shorts. No, no, no. What's what's the age cutoff for for an adult man to wear a, a basketball jersey with with no t shirt underneath? Also, I don't know, but I think thirty five Pop, Popovich is over it. <laughs> <laughs> Pop in a tank top. Nope, 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 nope. Not happening. All right, well, with those hard-hitting questions, we're clearly exhausted now, Aaron. Is there, is there stuff you know down there that we don't even know to ask? Because i, I got to say, when you're this far away, it feels weird. You, you said earlier it was like a road trip, but this is the longest road trip ever. This makes San Antonio's rodeo road trip pale in comparison. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, you know, there's there's so much that's that's shared online even you know whether it's through you know media channels utah jazz channels or the players channels that that you guys have a pretty good sense of of what's going on around here um it's it's strange people are 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 figuring out as as we go along and and um you know i the, the closest thing i've can liken it to for me is I've covered um, one Winter Olympics and that was three weeks and I was thinking you know today's three weeks here and I was thinking back to uh, that experience in, in Korea and about this time I felt pretty pretty loopy but I think everyone knows that we're here for for so long that you kind of you set the uh, the goalpost far enough out that you're like you know you're you're not you haven't let yourself kind of go crazy yet. Oh yeah, I can relate to that. If I'm driving to St. George. I have a different mindset than if I'm driving to California, and you yeah, just prepare yourself absolutely. more. Yeah, you prepare yourself more mentally. What are the rules now? We've heard some stuff as going forward, as far as uh, the longer you're there, uh, you have an opportunity to invite a few folks in. How does that all work? Yeah, that that won't be, as far as I understand it, um, that won't be until the the second round of the playoffs. Um, okay. So, I mean, just just given the nature of of how long you know the NBA Finals will be in mid October when when that wraps up. So, um, you advance to the second round. There is a chance, although you know those your your family members or whoever it may be have to um, enter a, a period of of quarantine um, before leaving for Orlando and and once once they've arrived here. Um, you know, some some other things are are changing around here. Just just this week, um, so there are three different hotels that the uh, the teams were were staying at, and they still are. But just this week, it's opened up, so there is some back and forth between um, the the hotels themselves. So you can see, you know, maybe like the Portland Trailblazers can can be at this pool, or you know, there's there's some things opening up, um, and you know, guys are able to to see other friends and on different teams, etc. But uh, but yeah, you know, everybody's here for the long haul, and um, yeah, family members wouldn't wouldn't come until basically that's almost um, September, I believe. And for all the people who think you're at Disney, this place is so big. Can you even see like where the rides are and all that? Can you hear any of that, or you're just you're miles away when, from that? When you're when you are um, on a bus 
toward toward some of the arenas at the uh, wide world of sports complex, um, you you might see like some ride infrastructure in, in the distance. But like this this is far enough away. You know, all all we see here is is this man-made lake in the middle. Some in the hotels. I mean, it's it's you, you know, I, I've not seen the mouse yet once. <laughs> the mouse. <laughs> I'm wondering, Aaron, if uh, there had been any um, arising some form of more discussion. I don't know what it might have taken on with the baseball situation with Miami as we saw that they had to cancel games because uh, a number of players became uh, got tested and became po- were positive. Have you heard anything that as it might relate to the basketball situation? No, no changes. Just, you know, just the general conversations. Um just sort of a a you know if you feel both bad for major league baseball and then also grateful for the the um steps that were taken to to do this um you know i there will be time going forward and i'm sure those those conversations are well in advance of, of what next season looks like um and if if you know how how much it has to be uh, a bubble versus some sort of I don't know what what the options may be, but um, right now everyone just kind of uh, happy to be in a bubble environment. You saw it with with um, women's soccer league with what Major League Soccer is also doing here and and the NBA um, just just drastically different success successes versus what the other leagues have done so far and what baseball has been able to do so far and just just the nature of the bubble versus not a bubble right now. Is there a conversation about don't be Lou Williams, don't be that guy? That's incredibly embarrassing, number one. Feels like you let down the team, number two, and gets the coach mad. And then number three, just the humiliation and you don't want to be the laugh track. Yeah, I mean, I, I there are definitely, you know, um, conversations ongoing and guys don't want to go back to to their rooms for or wherever they may be for a 10-day quarantine gets stuck there again. Um, and then I, I think, you know, a reality of the situation is that this team was front and center for the very beginning of, of COVID in, COVID's intersection with, with professional sports. Um, they know that it's serious and, and you know, they're going to take things seriously like this. There's no, you know, uh, the, the, it's just, just, just a general tone and understanding of, of what this all means. After that night in Oklahoma City, nobody wants anything like that. Exactly. I mean, yeah. you, if you see that firsthand, and, and you you know, it's it's touched your your friends and in, in your life that way. Like you you are aware, you're hyper aware. Yeah. Well, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for making time in your day and uh, commence uh, walking around and sweating. <laughs> I, oh, I've been sweating since this interview started. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Take care. Aaron Falk joining us from the bubble in Orlando. Sniggy Dougal, do you think Lou Williams feels once one ounce of humiliation? Yes. No way. <laughs> there is no way. He, he doesn't, he he doesn't think out, anybody's he laughing at him. Yeah, did you see what Kendrick Perkins said? How the rookie is more responsible, Zion Williamson, than uh, than Lou Williams? And Lou Williams went right back at him on social media yesterday. Yeah, so he, he there, a bunch of snooties are laughing at him. But do you think he cares? No. 
DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Ow! Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz and the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net! Presented by Zions Bank on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Jazz beat the Nets 112-107 in their third and final scrimmage in Orlando. The Jazz will restart the season Thursday when they face the Pelicans, 4.30 on TNT. New Orleans star Zion Williamson should be out of quarantine this afternoon, providing he does not register a positive test as he gets ready to resume the season Thursday against the Jazz. And former BYU star Yoli Childs and Utah State star Sam Merrill have received invitations to the NBA Combine ahead of this year's NBA Draft. There's no date on when the Combine might take place, but the invitations are generally thought to be sent out to players who have a likelihood of being drafted. That's your back-to-basketball update presented by Zions Bank on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. For a bank that understands your business, Zions Bank is for you. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on The Zone Sports Network. One of the best when it comes to uh, NBA. He's been writing about the league for a long time. Sean Devaney, in terms of the Utah Jazz without Boyan Bogdanovich, what are your thoughts on how this Jazz team will do once this regular season gets back underway? They're obviously going to have to win with defense. You know, with a lot more Royce O'Neal in there. And obviously what Rudy does. But, you know, the games that I've watched so far, it's been surprisingly offensive. I mean, you know, there's apparently some very friendly rims in Orlando, and uh, I'm interested to see how that affects the Jazz because, you know, without Bogdanovich, especially, I think, you know, you're going to have two defensive-minded players getting a lot of minutes with Ingles and O'Neal, and of course with uh, Rudy. Um, you know, is that going to be a disadvantage for them? Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's time to bring in Tim Reynolds. He covers the NBA for the Associated Press. He's in the bubble in Orlando, and he joins us on the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Tim, good morning. Good morning. Tim, you have the unique chance to be in the bubble, but also to read, hear, and watch what people are saying about the bubble. So what is the most common misconception when you're sitting in your hotel room and the TV's on or you read something on your laptop and you think, man, they're not here, they're not, they don't fully get it? I think um, we're not, I probably shouldn't say this, we're not actually in a bubble. I think that's probably the biggest thing. There's not actually a bubble over us. That, that, believe it or not, I did get asked that question, although it was by like an elementary school kid who emailed me and asked how they put a bubble over Disney, and I had to explain to him like what's going on. Um, I don't know if there are a lot of misconceptions. And, and I'll tell you, I, I think the league has been pretty, pretty transparent about it. I, I think there was... If there is a misconception, there is a lot of grumbling, I think, when players got here and, and when probably some of us got here, too, about how restrictive it is. It's really not that restrictive, guys. I mean, there's, there's places that we places we can't go, um, sort of invisible boundaries that we can't cross just because of how we're credentialed and where we're supposed to go and, and all that. But it, it, it's basically been... I mean, it's 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 just a big ba- it's a really big basketball camp is what it is. I don't know if there is a misconception. The food, I'll be honest, the food kind of stunk when we got here the first couple of days. Once you get out of quarantine, 
everything just gets better. The air is better. The food tastes better. Your mood is better. Um, I, I, I hope there aren't a lot of misconceptions because I think the league's been pretty pretty open about what's going on. And I think we're trying to be, I think we're trying to shed as much light as to what our experiences are are as well. So you say there's places you can't go. Is it, and, and is it like you know I've been in many places where you're credentialed and you can't go over this part of the arena because you don't have the credential and they look and see if you have the certification that allows you to get on the field, whether it's a football. Is it that type of situation? No, it, it's in the arenas. The arenas are so small that we can. I haven't found a place in the arenas yet that we can't go except like the locker rooms, um, which, you know, at, at, in normal times, if we remember what the normal times were, we'd get at least some locker room access and we don't get that here. Um, what I mean is like on the campus, like, so, so we're in most of the media that's here and a lot of the referees are in the same place that they're, we're in a resort one of the resorts here on, on Disney's campus. But, like, the, the team hotels. Like, for example, last night I was walking out of heat practice with Myers Leonard. And we got to – I wasn't even paying attention. We were just walking down this long corridor in a convention center that was leading both to the heat hotel and to my part of the, my hotel. Um, and a guard sort of appeared as if from out of nowhere and said, sir, you can't come through here. And I realized I was entering the team hotel area. And we're not allowed in the team hotel. So it's, it's things like that. There, there's some restaurants that the players and coaches have access to that we don't have access to. And I think part of that is they just don't want reporters in there infringing on, you know, private time for, for players and coaches. Let's let them relax, too, without everything being tweeted or everything being on, you know, everything getting a picture taken of them. Um, so it, it's more things like that. Otherwise... You know, you know, being in the bubble, we get to go to we, – we, we see some of practice. We get to go to shoot-around. We get to see a lot of things as if it were normal. And in a couple of cases, the access is actually a little bit better than normal. So that there's definitely a give and take to the whole thing, but I haven't found it to be, you know, that restrictive in, in any way. So when you're around the Clippers, is there anything that's normal? I mean, they, they should be one of the title contenders. They've got the star player. They've got the record. They've got five guys missing. That seems like an enormous red flag. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it was a very costly order of chicken wings for Lou Will. I think we've all figured that out by now. Um, he's going to lose some money for those two games that he's going to miss as well. Um What's normal about the Clippers is they have Kawhi Leonard and they have Doc Rivers. And, and Doc has handled – Doc has one of those personalities that is perfect for in here because, you know, behind the scenes, you know, he's, he's still a fiery guy. And, you know, but, you know, in, in the eye of the storm when he's, when, he's doing, when he's doing interviews, even during games, he just has that demeanor. Like, nothing's going to bother me. And, and I think – his Celtics teams did this. I, I I know his Clippers teams are doing it now. They're taking their cues from Doc. Like Doc's still having fun. Doc's still trying to keep the mood as light as possible, even though they've been they've had enough guys to go five on five in practice most days, I and mean, it's been difficult for them. But they understand too. It's not about Thursday. It's not about opening night for them. It's about August seventeenth. It's about Game One of the playoffs. Yes, you want to have the best seed you possibly can get, and their seed may take a hit because of all the guys they're missing. But as long as they're all here, 
healthy and ready to go for game one of round one, that's what really matters. What happens against the Lakers on Thursday, it's interesting, but it's not that important to the Clippers. They see the big picture. And, you know, when we get to that point, as you say, I think the NBA is probably one of the more predictable leagues. And when you're faced with a playoff series of seven games, more often than not, I don't know what the percentage is, it's probably pretty high, the better team wins. And so we've had this interruption of several months here. When we get to that point, do you expect anything different that the team that we expect to win is probably going to win? And and then we get to the finals and see what happens. I, you know what, if there was going to be a year where that theory gets debunked, it's this one. And, and I truly don't know. I, I, if anybody, anybody who says the Lakers are this far ahead of everybody and the Bucks are this far ahead of everybody in the East, you don't know that anymore. You might have known that in March, and, and I think there were some teams in the West that were closing the gap, maybe not in the standings, but there were some teams in the West that were really starting to play well when, when we shut down. Um, I, I, I don't. I, I expect. I expect surprises in these playoffs. I, I absolutely do. I mean, part of it is we don't really know how guys are going to hold up after not playing for four and a half months. There's, you know, the fact that this is going to be an enormous mental challenge. I mean, you know, it's fun now. Well, you've only been here a couple of weeks. When, when you're away from your family for six weeks, for eight weeks, for ten weeks. How are you going to handle that mentally? How will you keep you know, your own mind right? How will you keep your body right? Who's going, I mean, is the virus going to happen here? Are, people, are more people going to get sick? Are stars going to go down? How is that going to affect things? There are so many elements of unpredictability here that if there was ever a year that we saw like a five seed and a seven seed get to a final, this would be it. And I don't think anything would be that that surprising. I mean, obviously, the favorites are the favorites, and they're that way for a reason. But would anybody be surprised if at the end of the day we get surprised by something? Probably not. Tim Reynolds joining us, covers the NBA for the Associated Press. He is in Orlando in the bubble, figuratively, not literally. So I'm curious, is there that much trepidation about testing positive there, or has that become pretty routine? Because it seems like both the NBA and the MLS bubble, it's just a series of press releases. They tested X number of people, and everybody was negative. Have they kept you guys, if if everybody in there is negative, and if they're keeping you pretty much separate from the staff, it seems like the odds are pretty good. And I think on the outside, people are assuming, well, this is going to work. Well, the odds are good, and I think people are making that assumption. But we, you know, I think anyway, and I, I stress here, this is just my opinion, and I, I am not an award-winning epidemiologist. I just want to say that for the record. Um, you know, we don't really know yet all we need to know about this thing. We don't know what this virus does. We don't really know as much about it as we need to. So... You know, I I can tell you this, that yes, we've only been here a short time, but the vigilance in here is still high. Like, you see people in masks. I went out for, you know, for my morning walk this morning. Most of the people that were even walking or jogging were in masks. Like, I don't think anyone in here, even though we're all tested daily, if you're here, you're obviously not testing positive. Um, While that's comforting... 
I do think the vigilance in here has remained high. I think there's a fear factor. You don't want to be the one. You don't want to be the one who makes a mistake. Um, I, I just, it's become second nature, guys. I just, everything, I, I wipe down with Clorox wipes constantly, and they have them all over the place here. There are baskets of Clorox wipes available here. There's hand sanitizer literally available here. It's become second nature. It, it really has. So I think the bubble is working, but I think the second that we say, well, it's worked, let's, re- let's relax, that's when you're inviting trouble to, to come into the mix. So with you say because they've had this big layoff and it's unlike anything that we've experienced that you don't know, whereas before maybe you did as far as who would win a particular series. With that in mind, the Jazz have a huge replacement in trying to figure out how to come up with uh, production with Bogdanovich out. But do you put them in the mix as far as, well, we don't know. Maybe they can. Oh, I, I absolutely do. Um, I mean, I make no secret about it. I... I think Quinn Snyder, I don't, I, I don't even know if I'd say he's one of. I think he is the underrated coach in the NBA. And, and maybe that's market. Maybe it's I, – I don't get it. But, like, every year – you look at the Jazz every year, and they're a team that starts the year with, okay, if everything goes right, maybe. And then they kind of start slow, and then they get so much better. Because the Jazz guys are one of the few teams that practice. They really practice. And not a lot of teams in the league do that after a certain point. Quinn's a teacher. Quinn makes teams better. Yes, not, you know, if the Jazz were fully healthy, would they have a better chance? Of course. You still have an elite guard, an elite big. I love Joe Ingles. I love Joe Ingles. I just, when that guy's on, he is so much fun to watch. He's a total X factor. I anybody who thinks that the Jazz are first round and out of here automatically because they lost a guy, I don't know if I'd make that bet. I I I really like them and I like Quinn. And Quinn, listen, Quinn in the seven game series is going to create matchups for anybody who's coached on the other side. I don't care who it is. So, are there matchups that are better or worse for the Jazz? Because I think Jazz fans believe there are, and they are hanging on your every word right now. <laughs> well, we can't have them doing that. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, w- w- I guess we'll know more probably in the next few days. First off, I, I'll, I will say this. I, I think the, the elephant in the room, the storyline that they are still getting asked about, can Donovan and Rudy coexist? I think it's comical. I honestly do. I think it's silly. They're not best friends. We knew that before March 11th. Guess what? It was working then. You watched them interact here. It's working now. When you have a center that's that good and a guard that's that good, you can be a matchup problem for anybody. I I think I've asked Adam Silver if there's a rule that the Jazz and the Rockets have to play every every playoff series. It seems as though that's become a rule in recent years. I, I don't know if... I don't think that's a bad matchup for Houston or for Utah. I really don't. I don't think it's a bad matchup for them. You know, Russell Westbrook had had the virus. We don't know what Russ is going to be. And Houston's going to be under such enormous pressure. Is this going to finally be the year that they do it? Is this going to be the year they break through? What's going to happen with D'Antoni in the future? 
the Jazz don't have a lot of pressure on them. The Jazz can come in and play their style of basketball. They can play a very loose, a very fun style. I don't, I mean, other than the Lakers, Clippers, the teams that are on paper, the two most talented teams in the West, I don't think anybody would be automatically a matchup nightmare for Utah because, again, when you have an elite rim protector and a guy who can score on anybody in this league in Donovan, you take your chances. I, I, I Again, other than I would say they're not favored against the Lakers, I would say they're not favored against the Clippers, and you could argue that they could easily beat any other team here in a seven-game series. So, Tim, I've always thought that Denver was overlooked. I noticed you didn't say Denver. What are your feelings about the Nuggets? I like them. I just I don't love them. I just and 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 you know what? I, I'm sure they're going to prove me wrong because they are they are really good. And Michael Malone, I don't think he's as underrated as Quinn, but I think he's another coach like Quinn, um, like Eric Spolstra in, in Miami. He's one of those coaches that does not get enough credit, and he's brilliant. He absolutely is. I just, they just seem to me, I, I forgive the really high-tech analysis here, they just seem like they're missing something to me, and I don't know what it is. I really don't. I wish I knew what it was. They've got a great center, and, you know, Jokic, he's changed his body. Yes, he's coming off the virus. We all know that, but he's in really good shape. Um he can play all five positions. He can defend probably three of them really well. They're a team that you definitely, I'm guilty of overlooking them. I, I am. But in, in a seven-game series, as everything stands now, the way people are right now, I, I would take Utah over Denver. I, I would. I, I think, I, I, again, I, I, an elite one and elite five to me is better than just an elite five. That's that's the way I look at Utah, and that's why I give them, and I call Donovan a one. But it's I give I give Utah the edge over a lot of teams just because that duo is a lot better than people realize, and it's a lot better than a lot of other duos that are here. Well, Tim, a lot of Jazz fans, what you liked what you said about the Jazz and the Rockets, they may not believe it, but they like that you said it. <laughs> I can't fault them for not believing. Yep. I can't fault them for that either. But yeah. I, I just, I, I, you should not, if they're still here in September, don't be surprised. That's all I'll say. Tim, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Take care, everybody. Tim Reynolds writes for AP. He is in the bubble in Orlando and uh, PK. I think there's a there's a little parallel forming to another one of your favorite sports takes. It's college football take, but I'm seeing the NBA parallel. We'll get to that next. Stay with us. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been a long four months. Welcome back. Oh, Donovan, don't do me like that. But finally, the NBA is back. Back up and hammer. That is filthy, Rudy. Every second of every moment of Utah Jazz basketball. As the Jazz resume play from the bubble in Orlando, your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
DJ and PK brought to you in part by Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. We just had on Tim Reynolds, covers the NBA for the Associated Press in the Orlando bubble, thinks despite the loss of Bojan Bogdanovich, the Jazz have a solid shot to get out of the first round. They shouldn't be afraid of any matchup, including the Houston Rockets, who have bounced them from the playoffs the last couple of years. Told you. And as I listen to him, PK, I hear people from all over the Pac-12, Yogi Roth is going to be on with us at 9.30. And he will probably say something about what a great coach Kyle Whittingham is. And you will say Kyle Whittingham and the Utes get as much respect for what they've accomplished as is humanly possible. They've not won the conference title, but they were getting a ton of respect three years ago when they hadn't even been in a conference title game. Now they've been in two of them. And people say nice things. They give them the benefit of the doubt on their recruiting, their ability to coach up their recruits, even though they don't have a lot of three and four stars, and their ability to win nine or ten games. And you just routinely hear praise uh, said and written on on the web from people who are either national or regional, but not necessarily have any local tie here. And I think the Jazz and Quinn Snyder are moving in that same direction if they're not already there. People routinely say nice things about the Jazz, routinely say nice things about Quinn, and haven't been to an NBA Finals or won a title, but you just heard Tim Reynolds saying Quinn is as underrated as any coach in the NBA, and he will find the matchup problem that will haunt another coach. Ultimately, they'll still lose the series, right? They've, they've been bounced in the first or second round three years in a row. I presume that's what it's going to be here in the fourth year. And yet still, here's Tim, who's got no tie that I know of, pumping up the Jazz and pumping up Quinn. Well, the media is predictable. I've said this a million times over. The media is a dog. If you kick the dog, they'll bite you. If you pet the dog, he'll lick you. And the Jazz really accommodate national media, out-of-town media about well, I can't say as well as anybody because I'm not in these other cities. But I do know that they've got a great rep. And so you're going to get the benefit of the doubt. And Kyle, he has that. I've seen him work with out-of-town media. And he makes them feel good. He makes them feel like he knows you. And the the guy's a genius as far as uh, remembering names and faces and, and, and even remembering a spouse's name. Or whatnot, and so he got that benefit of the doubt because he's liked. And if somebody treats you well, you're going to respond accordingly, and you're going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Now, Kyle, the, where I would say the difference between Kyle and Quinn Snyder is Kyle has one more right than Quinn has, and he's also been doing it much longer as a head coach anyway at, at their respective positions. Quinn Snyder with the Jazz, and Kyle Whittingham, obviously with the Utes, is coming up on what was he starting? his like 16th, 17th season, and he's done a great job. He had the undefeated season back in the Mountain West, and we know what he's done here the last few years here in the Pac-12. So he's earned it a little bit. He, I think he got it before he earned it, if that makes sense, because of the way he treats people. And Quinn Snyder is that way, too. I mean, Quinn... Has he had any issue with any national guy, woman? I use guy generically. Uh, what's really has he had anything locally, for that matter, too? He knows how to handle it. So in turn, they're going to like him, 
Now, he's going to have to win. He can't continue to get as far as the second round the next seven, eight years, and that's it. you got to do more than that. Well, unless it falls on the player, because a lot of times in the NBA that does fall on the player. Coaches pay a price, too. I mean, they do get fired, but they tend to bounce back with another job. You know, Mike D'Antoni has, has been fired, but I think he's viewed as a good coach. But he is bounces he really? back with another job. I think Quinn Snyder is viewed far more favorably than Mike D'Antoni. Yes, I'd agree with that. And yet D'Antoni has won far more than Quinn Snyder has won. Been to conference finals in Houston. Been to at least one, probably two, though, with Phoenix, I think. But I got right. a little fuzzy on that. Uh, the Knicks run didn't, didn't go all that well. I'm leaving somebody else out. He's with another team. Was he with the Lakers no, briefly? he was with Denver. He yeah. was with uh, the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's pushing 70. He's been around for a long time. So, But yet, people, if you ask people, if you put out a poll, who's a better coach, Quinn Snyder is going to win every time. But yet he hasn't gotten anywhere near the accomplishments that D'Antoni's gotten. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Coming up next, uh, more on the Jazz. Uh, A lot of you reacting to the Jazz and the Nets and to Donovan and Rudy. We will get to that. And also we've got Yogi Roth coming up to talk college football. Maybe he'll say something nice about the Utes and and, uh, Kyle Whittingham. And I probably should take the word maybe out of that sentence, shouldn't I, PK? Uh, yeah, he's a very positive guy. But I will say this, as far as Pac-12, yeah, I don't think anybody knows more than Yogi Roth right. knows. Well, intrigued to talk to him because while we all wonder about the games, the recruiting just flies on. And there are a lot of nice things being said about USC. And there have been a lot of lousy things said about USC for a year. And they seem to really be turning around these last two or three months. And, you know, we, we, we're told by Kyle recruiting's 90% of the deal. So we'll talk to Yogi about USC and, uh, and also Oregon. You know, is, is, USC, is Oregon pulling away from USC and is USC pulling away from the other 10 teams? Talk with Yogi about that coming up at 9.30. But Jazz next. A lot of your feedback watching Rudy and watching uh, Donovan play together. And we'll get your thoughts on that next on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.